hello, and welcome to the Common Thread Collective here at MutinyRadio.fm. That was some more music from the Troublemakers Union. I'm Global Val here with Diamond Dave. Hey, Dave. Hey, Val. Hey, fellow human beings. Uh, one, uh, people are welcome to come down. I see our brother Rainbow is here. People are welcome to come down and join this fest. Fest, uh, uh, that's short for festival, I think. Is that well? It's a fest. There's a little distinction. This is a fest in which you would each and every any one of you would like to come down or can be part of. Just walk to the door, and as an MC, I can say, nobody goes away mad, nobody goes away sad, everybody goes away glad, able to do what they came to do. In fact, here's Rainbow. Hey, Rainbow. Hey, how's it going, Dave? He's, uh, he, he's one nice of our regulars. Hey, Rainbow. Thanks for having me today. Oh, of course. Thanks for coming. We love it. You're uh, part of the collective. You're part of this crew. It's always delightful to see you. Uh, and you bring back that spirit. Well, bless your heart, Dave. Well, bless yours, too. Imagine that blessing, a blessing ceremony. Bless, bless. Bless means, I guess it can mean a bunch of different things. Same people. It can mean, in my, in my mind, it means wish you well. Wish you well, each and every one of you in these trying times. I'm talking about the Trump times. What looks now? I've been, uh, as you know, I'm a news junkie, so I follow the news and just even until I walked when I walked through the door. Thanks to NPR, thanks to WBUR Boston, which I listen to on, online. It's the it's the NPR station in Boston. We have Harvard, we have MIT, we have all these. So it's a really good station. And it looks, it looks like the Korean, the North Korean, I'm talking about Kim, and I'm talking about Trump, that, that it's, uh, despite all that stuff that went on, Trump pulling the plug, the plug is brought back in, and I think they're gonna figure it out. They both, uh, Trump had second, why wait a minute, because he was the one who pulled the plug. So I think it's going to happen. My fingers are crossed. And I know the South Koreans, the South Koreans, who had once went to war against North Korea and South Korea, the, uh, mostly engineered by the Russians on the North Korean side and the Americans on the South Korean side, a war and a war that's, uh, that, that still never signed a peace treaty. Uh, theoretically, it's still on. It looks like it's gonna happen. The South Koreans and North Koreans, I'm talking about Kim and, uh, and Sun, they've already met and they continue meeting and apparently both had their fingers crossed that it could happen, and I think it's going to happen. I think it can definitely happen. I mean, the fact that North Korea is willing to, um, you know, meet and negotiate with South Korea is really the best case scenario. Um, you know, the U.S. has been playing this kind of, you know, godfather overlord in, in the whole situation where, you know, we, we take care of our, 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 our favorite uh, South Korean side and uh, shun and shame and sanction the North Korean side, which, you know, of course, has a lot of political moral reasons behind, you know, stated reasons behind that, um, because it is a, an oppressive, North Korea is a totally oppressive dictatorship. Um, people can't get out. They, they have to escape if they want to leave. Um, you know, some of them don't get out with their lives because they've, and, and if certainly once they get out, they can never go back. So the fact that North Korea 
is willing to come to the table with South Korea and make um, these sweeping gestures um, of change and coming back together and trying to figure out ways to, um, you know, reestablish their relationship in a new day um, is really, like I said, it's kind of the best we could ask for. Uh, you know, I, I know that Trump likes to take credit for everything, um, but uh, it's interesting to me that, you know, it's almost, they don't, they don't even really need him in this, conversation um and the whole way that it's being dealt with uh diplomatically um you know it it it's been wonky and unprofessional you know just like trump so um wonky not too wonky but certainly unprofessional yeah and i think uh the best to me would be for for he i won't say why us i say he to step back and uh, let them uh, continue to do uh, North Korea is becoming increasingly fluid. This idea of them as a stone-faced dictatorship. Remember that he's the grandson of the guy who uh, the first founded North Korea, was put up by the Russians, but in fact it fought the Japanese. His grandson, this young fellow, I'd say a kid, who's in charge now, it's a, it's, a, it's a different world to him. Yeah. And North Korea is becoming much more fluid. Right. We see the rise against all odds of a middle class. Uh, people are interested in listening to uh, the, the music, interested in living a life, and not uh, not being uh, being just another uh, face in the crowd of a dictator. Right. Well, this is you know North Korea. It's, it's you know if he's gonna and and this Kim Jong Un is somebody who was you know it's not like he just grew up in North Korea. He was educated internationally Switzerland. right he's, he's right right so you know it's, this is not some old world you know dictator's son uh you know this is somebody who lives in the modern world um and has a, a you know much broader understanding of course you know being the the heir um he has to toe the line in some regards but you know if if you're going to have somebody in charge um i think he sees the bigger picture so I find that there's definitely hope in the Korean Peninsula, and um, I don't think our our blumbering uh, president uh, having a meeting with them is. Uh, I mean, I know it's a gesture, uh, but uh, I don't I don't see him being a benefit to any conversation. So I'm I'm a little cynical about him being involved at all. Well, anyway, so step back. Man, he he definitely wanted so much. They're already coins. Coins that were coins that were made uh, in 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 honor of celebrating this uh, this uh, this meeting that may the, never happen. Uh, well, may not happen one way. Great believe, use of taxpayer money. I believe it's going to happen. I believe I believe that North Korea and South Korea are looking at it. North Korea has the minerals. South Korea has the electronica, and uh, if they could get together. There's a million reasons, many reasons, for them to get together and share their resources rather than be separated from this wall. Absolutely. So, so, uh, and I think that goes for, for everybody, right, Dave? That's kind of what the Common Thread Collective is all about. Take down the wall, open the doors, get rid of the borders, too. Families, bands, tribes, communities, I believe in that. But borders, just a line on their map. And another line, line, line I have with, line I have with, I think particularly applies to the situation is, 
don't panic, keep it organic. That's right. Don't panic, make it organic. And so this relationship between North and South Korea, if, it, if, they, go, if they open the doors, take down the walls, and begin to get rid of the borders too, will be, don't panic, it will be organic. And you, and you know, Dave, when I think about bridging the gap, I think about rainbows. And I think about our friend Rainbow, who's up there on Rainbow. the stage, and he's got his guitar, and uh, it's 3.20 right now, so we definitely have time for at least one song right now. We've got a call coming in in about 10 minutes, so we might have time for a couple songs uh, now, if you'd like, Rainbow. Whatever you decide, whatever you All right. want well, to Yeah, well, why don't, why don't we start off with one and, and yeah. see, see how it goes. Hey, you know, I'd just like to say, you know, like, I hope the two Koreas get it together, too. Maybe they should have a big fatty, you know, session, you know? <laughs> this one's uh, called The River of Love.
to this Friday afternoon in the city. Thank you so much, guys, for having me around today. I mean, like, in, in an this is like an oasis in Squaresville. An oasis. Most <laughs> <laughs> well, thank yous. But the oasis is what we try to do, oasis that expands on over the Internet, down through the Internet waves to all of you sitting out there, all of you out there listening to the show. Hey, folks. And by the way, people can call in, uh, not right now because we're expecting to call in any minute, but the call-in number, if you, if you want to give us some feedback, is 550-415-550-0511. But here we are. Hey, Rainbow. Yeah. I think one, the one good song calls for another. Okay, thank you. <laughs> This is called Thinking of Ways to Be Kind. Okay, Thinking of Ways to Be Kind. What can you do when your day is done? Where can you hide or oh, where can you run? I feel like a wolf on the edge of the night Waiting for the moonlight And I'm hoping it'll be alright No, I'm hoping it'll be Smoke in the smoke with 
Life is a river that's moving along. I'm keeping afloat, but the current is strong. I follow the stream of my destiny. Picture a war where nobody comes And all the people are saying no to the bombs Yeah, all the folk smoking the smoke Thank you. Here he is live in the studio. Rainbow. Yeah. Rainbow. That's a, that's kind of a theme song. That's kind of what we are about. Uh, sort of we're all against personally, uh, socially, uh, politically, and uh, doing more together than any of us can do on our own. Hey, Val, I believe we have somebody on the phone. We do, Matt. Thank you, Rainbow. Hey, thanks again for letting me play, y'all. Absolutely. Hang have out. Have a wonderful and, week. Yeah, you too. If you want to hang out and maybe play another song later, we'll probably have some time, if you feel like it. Hey, has Bloodflower been hanging out lately? No, he's been busy. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. All but right. uh, thank you for thinking of ways to be kind and writing a whole song about it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Peace to you. Peace to you and to everyone out there. You're listening to the Common Thread Collective here on MutinyRadio.fm, San Francisco's Mission District. We're here every Friday from 3 to 6. Today we're wrapping up a little earlier than usual, but um, the, the 
quantity uh, will not uh, sacrifice quality here. So we've got um, on the phone uh, Tracy Rosenberg, who is the director of Media Alliance, who has been a great support to Mutiny Radio and the Common Thread Collective as our 501c3 sponsor. Um, but Media Alliance has been around for quite some time. Uh, Tracy, welcome to the show. Quite some Thank time. you. Tracy. It's so great to be here so with both of you. you. I've thought of you Thanks many times. Thanks for having times. me. I thought of you many times and how we could uh, have a conversation, this conversation we're doing now, but, I, but, but what got me to, to find, to track you down, if you will, was an event which you're doing Tuesday, which is to get, to get people on the bus, on the bus mm. and going to Sacramento. Why don't you tell us a bit about that? What is that and how are you connected and what's going on? Oh, sure. Well... When Media Alliance does sort of like policy work, there's two sort of, you know, groups of, oh, I don't know, we'll call them powers that be, that we basically are trying to get into dialogue with and sort of shift the balance of power back and forth. And one of those is the police, and the other is uh, the telecoms, the very big, large companies that connect us to the Internet or don't. And um, on Tuesday, there's going to be a bus that's leaving from Oak Stop in Oakland, in East Bay, that's going to bring people to that large marble building in Sacramento, so we can talk to them a bit about how we use the Internet and how the part where the telecoms are going to charge us a little more so our websites will load a little bit faster is really going to mess with all the people that are organizing online, with all the people that are broadcasting their own stuff, with all the people that are selling their art, with all of the um, real people that are using the Internet, because all the other platforms closed up long ago. I mean, it's not so easy to get on broadcast TV or cable TV or even uh, commercial radio. So the Internet is what we're using to talk to each other and to connect with each other, and they start making that pay-for-play, then there's not much left. So we are going to try to sort of break the, the telecom army and get some real people walking those halls. Well, that sounds uh, wonderful and wonderful. And I think the bus, the, the bus it takes an hour, an hour and a half or so to get to Sacramento. So what I'm saying is that you out there that this will be a chance not only to when, when, once we have that destination, but also on the way there to be able to get together, to socialize with one another, to network, to do more together than any of us can do on our own. And when the, then when the bus drops us off in Sacramento, strangers will have become friends, and friends hopefully will become family, a family of community uh, media activists who can then enter this, uh, those marble halls. How's that? That's great. You are, I want you recruiting for all of my events. That oh. is fabulous. But um, let me give people some details. Go ahead. You've like totally got the big picture, but it's good to have the specifics. So Oak Stop is at 1721 Broadway in Oakland, which is in Uptown. And the bad part is you kind of need to wake up a little bit early. You should be there like 8 or 8.30 a.m. I'm sorry, because before you get on the bus, there's going to be a lobbying training thing just to sort of give you some um, 
dynamic talking points to go with whatever you come in with. Um, and there's going to be food, breakfast, and lunch, courtesy of Color of Change, the awesome online activism organization that most of you know. And we're going to go to Sacramento, and we're going to come back all before 5 o'clock. Wow. So it's in... So, so it's an early day. You have to set your um, alarm clock. But what I want to kind of stress to people, because I walk around Sacramento quite a bit all, all by myself, and, you know, I don't want to say that people aren't real, but the amount of people that I see that are really just there because they care about something from their heart, it's pretty limited. It's kind of infrequent. It does not happen all of the time. Usually, all of these legislators and staffers are speaking to people who are being paid to say what they're saying. And so when we can sort of break that dynamic and people just go because it really matters to them and people just go because they're real people and they just want someone to, to listen to them, when people go from a sense of family and community and sort of the common good, it really can make a huge difference beyond sort of The numbers, because we're kind of breaking the paradigm. We're kind of changing the dynamic. Uh-huh. We're, you know, we're um, we're doing something different that isn't done. So I want people to sort of be real clear about the power involved in that. And, what and it's fun. And it's fun. <laughs> and what I add to it, I know it's fun because for years I would get on the bus uh, you know, the city college, I say, at city, in the city, on the planets, and in the streets, because I was uh, uh, really heavily involved as a student, at long, lifelong student at city college, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And we would go yeah. every year. And let mm-hmm. me tell people, when, when we land, there's a grassy area right in front of the Capitol uh, where, we can, where we can stretch out a little bit, where we can get used to it a little bit. It's a really fine area to land in. And began to plot who who we're going to go see. Uh, we're going to be doing some people's lobbying, I, I imagine, and really get the final idea of who who will go where. I think we should go in groups of two or three to go see their various uh, various representatives. And I just want to add to it that California is the bluest state in the country. Uh, uh, the blue is we the, get accused of that, kind uh, of, don't we? I mean, from my point of view, we could be a lot bluer. We well, could be, well, the Bay Area is the bluer, is the bluest. I go on to say, is the bluest area in the bluest state in the, in the country, and, and our job is to make it bluer and the Bay Area bluer and the mission. We could get bluer. <laughs> There's ever. no doubt about it. Well, yeah, come awesome. get, getting deep, deep blue in the in the halls of of government. So I. Think I think that's a, a really g- great distinction that you're making. So if I, if I have it more clearly so that people know, it's not that you're going up there as a, you know, a protest or a demonstration, but actually to lobby, to go into the Capitol and visit different representatives, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for, yeah. And, yeah. And we're basically just going to talk to them and we're going to talk to them like actual people and, you know, put the emphasis on nobody's paying me to be here because nobody is. Right. um, You know, and what you're doing impacts the commons. It impacts all of us. So you need to sort of hear what some of us think about it that aren't on the payroll. And, you know, what we're trying to do is just be a a tool to sort of make that happen. 
because it doesn't really happen on its own. I mean, activists are great, but the amount of people that voluntarily, you know, get in their buggy and wake up in the morning and go to Sacramento to talk to people is limited. Right, because we have jobs. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, that is, lim- and so that's limiting in and of itself. <laughs> um, right. So, so we're trying to make s- some space to make that thing happen because it's really powerful when it does happen. And a bus ride helps, and some food helps, and some some kind of you know some fellow spirits help. Yeah, the com- so that's what we're trying to create. The camaraderie. And so I wanted to talk to the point of the timing of this, because if we're talking about, um, you know, trying to support net neutrality, as, as you mm-hmm. were describing earlier, um, a little background for folks that the FCC voted several months ago now um, to kind of repeal net neutrality, meaning that um, there had been a decision beforehand by the FCC uh, prior to that, basically saying that the internet is a utility. And then uh, the FCC just a few months ago uh, revoked that, that concept. Um, and so are going, you know, are trying to step into this new era where, as you were describing earlier, um, these telecom companies will be able to charge more for internet service, claiming that there's a uh, faster speed, but leaving people behind who, um, who um, are trying to live their lives and, and operate their businesses and, and right. connect with people. Um, and so uh, was it this week uh, that the Senate uh, or the Senate just recently voted to save net neutrality and now it needs to go to the House of Representatives and Congress? Is it... Is, Right, right. There's a yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a whole bunch of stuff and sort of different levels of 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 this, but just sort of in the broad sense. I mean, it's important to mm-hmm. say that net neutrality, which is a stupid term, but it's a term that yeah. we have, basically an open internet, has sort of been the way that the internet has worked from the beginning. We've always had net neutrality. We we we've, we've never sort of had an internet where you have to pay to sort of pay extra to prioritize your own traffic over other people's traffic, you know, that hasn't been the way that the Internet has worked. So what happened back in 2015 was that the FCC sort of codified it. They sort of said, we're going to put this into the books as the permanent rule, and we're not going to change to some other kind of Internet. Um, So they weren't really revolutionizing anything, but they were trying to say the way that we have been doing it is the way that we're going to keep on doing it. And those who would like to overturn it because they see big profits in the future, you know, went crazy. And thanks to uh, what the country did in November of 2016, you know, they were able to install an FCC chief who would do what the telecoms told him to do because he was an old Verizon lawyer. Right. Agit so Pai. they went agit pie, yes the world's least popular person on the, on the internet generally at the moment. <laughs> what, irony, Anyhow, what irony, what irony, what <laughs> Yes, yes. Um, but, um, come, so the repeal went through in December of 2017. I was actually there at the FCC and we made a little graveyard for the, for the internet and all the rest of it, but nobody paid any attention, and, and they did it anyway. And there's been sort of blowback, basically, on all kinds of levels, the federal, the state, city. On the federal 
level, we have basically what is called a congressional review authority. And what it basically means is that within a certain amount of time, Congress can pull back the actions of any federal agency if the Senate agrees and the House agrees and the President agrees. So we've gotten one-third of the way through the CRRA process that everybody said it couldn't be done, but the Senate voted 52 to 45 last week. I think it was May 16th, um, which was amazing. A couple of Republicans flip sides, and they did that because the polling is showing that approximately 80% of the country is in favor of an open Internet. Um, so it now moves to the House, and the House has even more Republicans than the Senate does. So, again, it's sort of climbing up a very high hill, and nobody would say that it's in the bag or it's easy or we are going to win, but we're going to try. Um, in the meantime, 28 states have said, well, the federal government can do what it wants to do, but here in our state, we're going to do what the majority of our state's population wants. So Washington and Oregon have already passed statewide bills, and what we're talking about in Sacramento would be California's statewide bill. And as I said, 28 of these are in progress, and if you count, 28 is more than half of 50. So we are talking about more than half the states. And California, as I said, when the blue is to the blue, should certainly be on part of that 28. And I think if we go in and if we talk to our representatives and uh, let them take it from there, let them take it, let them take it, let them stand, let them speak, this could be done. Uh, and, I think California should have been first, well, but we weren't. Whatever should have been, could have been. We got Brown, and we got a legislature, which is blue, pretty blue, not as blue as the state, I think. But I th and this very show that you're speaking on, that you're speaking on is a good example of what can be done. The First Amendment, free speech, flying around, uh, these words flying around the world on the Internet. And a good share of people, maybe most people, on their phones or whatever, uh -huh. have a chance to be part of this. You don't need, need to be the old FCC regulations, which is why you couldn't say these words. You had to be careful about this, have to be careful about that. Well, in some way, this is gone now because we're, we're, because we're on the Internet and not under the FCC, except the FCC now would like to control the Internet. I think I'm right so far. So, Tracy... And what is that, by the way, what is that place? Uh, okay, is that a cafe where the bus is going to be on Tuesday? Oh, um, Oak Stop is a sort of community space. It's an event space, so it's basically a big room that opens up to the sidewalk. Um, again, it's Oak Stop at 1721 Broadway, which is a couple blocks walk from the uh, 20th and Broadway BART station in Oakland or any bus into downtown Oakland to that transit center in that space. And if you show up between 8 and 8.30 at Oak Stop, you will get a delicious breakfast oh. and a little sort of impromptu lobbying training. Perfect. And you should RSVP um, so they know that you're coming and so you have a seat on the bus. All right. How can people RSVP? Where can they get it? get on this bus, get on this train? Yeah, um, there are links at colorofchange.org. Okay. There are links at centerformediajustice.org. 
or if you go to Media Alliance's Facebook page and just kind of scroll down, you will also see a link there. This but if you just put into Google, get on the net neutrality bus to Sacramento, it'll come up. Oh, my goodness. Well, it's so amazing what, what you can do these days. As an old man, 80 years old, seeing how this has come from the early days where to make a phone call, a voice would answer and say, a voice would answer and say, what number would you like? And you give them we the number. Are, and, yes, and, we are using the Internet to save the Internet. Perfect. That's the way to do it. Nice. <laughs> I'd like to come. My mobility is a bit of a problem. So if there's anybody in San Francisco... I could come over, I could probably, I'll do my best to make it, but it'd be good to reach out and make sure I get there because I'd love to be there. Is there, gonna, is there a possibility of there being more than one bus? Because we're putting it out in so many ways. Well, you know, in nonprofit land, we have no money. That's true. Nobody does. So we were excited to raise the money for the bus. For one bus. Perfect. But it's one bus. But um, if you really want to go, um, the lobby day is, is, is happening, and you could stop by Oak Stop. You might be able to find somebody to carpool with. Or if you happen to own a buggy, you can always drive your own buggy to Sacramento and join up with the group. So there are, so there are some other options. That's an excellent point. That's, uh, that's an excellent point. I'm glad you said, hey, Tracy, uh, certainly this uh, this should end now. This show, which we do, thanks to you, thanks to uh, Media Alliance, thanks for Media Alliance being the gateway through which uh, funds can come, that which keeps us on the air, and Good Play Organic Valley Co-op, Family of Farms can help support us. And so, Tracy, uh, I want to thank you for all of that, and uh, I want to let you know that we're doing, we're using the internet, uh, hopefully in exactly the way. That's, that, that it needs to be used, and I welcome your participation because it seems you have the information. And if you could call well, on a regular basis <laughs> when you have something which needs to be said about okay. so many things, we we could uh, you, we could add you to it. We're the Common Thread Collective, and this is okay. what we do to find that cast a wide net and find that common thread. And that's totally. We will do it again. And I'm so sorry I couldn't come into the studio and hang out with you guys in person. We well, will do that day. next time. Yes, the next time. Is that there is Sometime. a next time. Each and every week we're here and have been here for quite some time. Thanks to, I'm so proud of having the Media Alliance with me, embracing me, and helping make it happen. Hey, Val, what would you like to say to Tracy? Oh, I just want to thank you, Tracy, for uh, being the for steering the ship of Media Alliance and um, allying with us here at Mutiny Radio, so that we can continue to be a platform for free speech streaming around the planet on the internet. And um, we, you know, we're here for for you and 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 all all the good folks who are trying to come together to make sure that we can continue to do what we do uh, unhindered and support the artists and independent businesses and all the folks out there who, um, you know, are kind of in danger of 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 uh, suffering from the the end of this net neutrality or the open internet uh so that we can be be help be the voice and amplify yours and uh we appreciate your leadership in this it's such a pleasure to play even a small part in keeping common thread going and you know this is an example of why we do what we do why we do what we do and one of the other things which you do 
which I like to drop in too, that I see uh, see kind of going through Facebook. It's one of your other uh, policy involvements has to do with immigrants and ICE. And doing and oh yeah. And why don't you speak a bit about that? Because ICE is uh, as we here we are the blues of the blue, and they're doing whatever they can to say, hey, you may make say you are, but what we can we can uh, yeah. do our, do what we do just to show you. We can grab somebody out of their family situation and drag them off and put them in a private prison and then kick them off the border and all these terrible things. Talk a bit about that, uh, Tracy. Yeah. Um, well, we see ICE as pretty much the Stasi, the Gestapo, the stormtroopers for, um, you know, for pseudo-genocide. I mean, what we're looking at here is really the demonization of immigrants. And, you know, the, the question when you're talking about any kind of detention or concentration camps or any sort of, you know, rounding up people, tracking and profiling them and hunting them and locking them them up, absent of any meaningful crime. And it's important to say that immigration or crossing a border is not a criminal act. It's a civil action. Enforcement is a civil violation. And when you talk about, you know, hunting and, and tracking and profiling, what we've gotten kind of interested in is sort of the mechanics of, like, how that happens. And if you look back in history, say, the Nazi genocide, which, of course, started as hunting, tracking, profiling, and detaining people, and then once people were detained in these camps, it was decided it was more convenient to kill them. So you, you know, so you jumped over that lane to genocide, but the camps are kind of how it starts. There's always a sort of, there's a there's a data thing. There's a way of sort of, you know, there are things that feed into the system that allow that kind of hunting and traffic and profiling. So we've been paying a lot of attention to where all the data is coming from. When you look at the Nazi genocide, you have to look at IBM and their cute little punch card system, which is, which is essentially how large amounts of gypsies and Jews and homosexuals were rounded up in Eastern Europe in the 40s. And nowadays, we have sort of a high-tech version of the IBM punch cards, where we have a number of sort of private companies jumping into the breach and saying, ICE, you want to find immigrants? We will help you out. And they use surveillance tools like license plate readers, for example, which are sort of um, cameras mounted on traffic lights, which exist in most of our cities in the Bay Area that take a snap of your license plate and the front of your car every time you go by, and they put all this monster stuff in a database, and they can get a pretty good idea of your patterns and your movements of your car. You know, it goes past a certain corner every single day at a certain time. Well, if they want to catch you, that's where you're likely to be, right? And... When you mix all of that stuff up with credit reports, employment records, and all the other kinds of, you know, public data that we throw out there, it essentially becomes, for an agency like ICE, a hunting system. So what we're trying to do is talk to all of these cities, many of which claim they are sanctuary cities, and say, you've got to stop handing all this information over to these private companies that have contracts with ICE. Because if you do that, you're not a sanctuary city. Not even close. 
And, you know, as you know, there's this big fight between uh, the Trump administration and California sanctuary cities, which is good as far as it goes. But when you dig a, a little bit deeper, you have to pay attention to what these sanctuary cities are actually doing and making possible. And what we're kind of trying to say, look, if you're really not wanting to hand over your your immigrant populations to ICE, you have to stop doing certain things that you're doing. And what do we know about San Francisco? Do you know um, specifically right here in our city if if that if that kind of uh, if those kind of systems are in place? Yeah, we've been largely focusing this work on the East Bay to start. I could tell you a whole bunch, for example, about Oakland and our first sanctuary city contracting ordinance was actually passed in Richmond, which is a small city in the East Bay that people know about, um, where they've actually gone ahead and voted and said they're going to stop doing business with companies that have contracts with ICE that are sending information to ICE. And we're hoping that every city will do that. But when it comes to sort of San Francisco, sure, they have contracts with these companies. I don't know which ones in, 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 in particular, but some of them are huge. One of the big examples is uh, Thomson Reuters, which is based in Halifax. And, you know, multi-billion dollar multinational corporation. And they do a number of things. The most famous is the sort of Reuters news service, which every mainstream journalism outlet in the country and internationally depends on. And, you know, and this is a a journalism outlet, which really shouldn't be doing this. But another part of Thomson Reuters business is um, providing law enforcement and private investigators with public records information. So they scoop a bunch of stuff out, they put it in a database called Clear, and they sell it to government agencies to help, and to law enforcement agencies to basically help track down people and to do investigations. Now, this could be handy in the case of crime, but it's not so handy when Thompson Reuters does a contract to ICE, which they've done. So now you have all of this information being, you know, dragged out of out of cities and just being handed to ICE on a silver platter makes it really easy for them to find people. And, you know, and cities like San Francisco just have to stop doing this. What we want is for these companies that are basically being the new IBM and are sort of, you know, blithely ignoring the consequences of their actions, they, they need to be turned into pariahs and we need to sort of divest from... Uh, creating a immigration-based Holocaust. Immigration-based Holocaust. Wow. And, uh, of course, uh, Trump keeps asking for more and more people to be hired by ICE, and it would be really interesting to see the sort of folks that become yeah. ICE. Uh, oh, my goodness, I don't know how to think <laughs> about it. But what I am thinking well, about... Well, just a yeah. second. What I'm thinking about, one, a couple of months ago, we had the author of uh, the book, uh, Refinery City, which is a story mm-hmm. about how Richmond became a liberal, a, a liberal oasis here on the East Bay, 
And now we have elections coming up, and I, I think we should speak a bit about that. And June was the fifth now. June 5th are the local elections, mayor and so on. And then on the 18th, on the 2018, there's going to be the possibility of a major change that maybe people mm. across the country, and I believe women are stepping up across the country to make this happen. This is the time of the woman. That's a whole different conversation. I see it happening. <laughs> women stepping up and saying, enough, enough, yeah, enough, yeah. Tracy. We better get it out there and get those words out and use our free speech to help make that happen. But I believe the election going up to the big elections there, 2018 will be as important as any election as, as there's been for a long, long time in this country. Yeah, yeah. Because well, we there's have, definitely, yeah, there's definitely a whole bunch of people stepping up that would probably not have run for um, election before, but are looking at the craziness going on or just saying, I have to do something. Right. Like one of... Um one of our, an artist in the community, but he's also a, a, an attorney, um, and his name is Shahid Buttar, and he's running against uh, Nancy Pelosi, and he has been working with the Electronic Frontier Foundation for for several years now, um, on specifically on privacy issues and online privacy. Yeah. So yeah, we've got a lot of people who have um, expertise, have um, you know the the wherewithal and the moral compass um, that actually want to step into these positions, uh, elected positions, and try to leave this two-party uh, corporate-funded money system uh, in the dust and try to really change um, the way that this country yeah. and these states are governed. Absolutely. And we'll have to see how, how many of us, and I use us in the broad sense, can kind of pull it off. Yeah. And then, you know, and then there's a challenge when once you get into those seats to kind of hold on to your compass and to, you know, to basically operate in a subversive way inside a system yeah. that is very good at sucking people up and sort of, you know, right, having make, them come out the other side. Right, a making them play. than when they started, right? Right, getting them to play dirty and uh, get in there, get in the game and... and uh, yeah, but maybe Dave, as you were saying, Dave, maybe there'll be enough people in there who actually are, uh, you know, not willing to play that game. That we, we, we're gonna—I think we're gonna see some changes. Who knows what those changes are actually gonna look like? And it's, and it's about building the resistance here at the bottom. Uh, this is why we're. This show is a good example. These mics have been used by a lot of these candidates, candidates who are part and parcel of this movement going on. I believe they call it the resistance. And uh, I just saw that yeah. uh, that uh, uh, who's going to throw his name in the in the ring again? Then we got 2020. Let's see what happens. And personally, you know who I listen to, who I like, who I like hearing. I think it's time for a woman to step up. And uh, I'm so glad we got Bernie. Bernie, he and I were. I was a Democratic Socialist. He was at the same time way back in, when the when the 60s were just beginning. I'm 80 years mm -hmm. old. And we remember the YPSL, that's the Young People's Socialist League. It's a youth yeah. group of the Socialist Party. And Bernie stepping up again, but above me, 80 to 82. And, but I'm looking at women stepping up across the country, and I really like to hear Elizabeth Warren. I think Elizabeth Warren, we're going to be hearing more and more from her, and she's stepping up as part of this oasis we're talking of called Doing More Together Than Any of Us Can Do On Our Own. Finding that common thread, so I think we're going to we're 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 heading a part of some amazing times coming up, where we call uh, give what we can and get what we need. Um, 
and lend a hand. I say strangers becoming friends, friends becoming family, family becoming community, and community on the move. That's our movement. Lend a hand is the way I say that. Okay. Thanks again, Dave. That's as good as an, an ending speech as anybody could have made. <laughs> and, and you know, more power to, to the common thread. It's what holds us all together. And so you get it. You get it. And that's where a party time you have to be in town on a Friday. Please come through. Uh, I'd love to sit here and, and uh, sit here in this and this, uh, sit here and look at look at you and look at Val and look at what we're doing. And uh, again, we can if we're in person, we can even more do more together. But call any time as well. Hey Tracy. Okay. Hey Dave. Hey Val. Have a great rest of the week, and I'll come come out and hang out again soon. Hanging right. out is as good as a story. You too, hanging Tracy. Out. We need to hang out together. Thank you, oh. Tracy Rosenberg, Director of Media Alliance. Um, that was a really uh, deep, deeper look at um, immigration issues than we've had before on this show. And we usually get pretty deep. Let's but deep. Um, but uh, Tracy is on it. And uh, I'm so glad that uh, she called in to tell us about uh, this real people lobbying effort to try to save the open internet if you want again if you want to be a part of that uh group that is going up to sacramento on tuesday the 29th uh, you can meet at oak stop in oakland that's at 1721 broadway uh, just a few blocks away from the 19th street um, station uh, bart station uh, meet there around eight o'clock between eight and eight thirty you will get some lobbying training you will get breakfast you will get lunch you will get a ride um, but they definitely would like you to rsvp so check out colorofchange.org or centerformediajustice.org or look at the media alliance page on facebook and uh, you'll find ways to connect that way as well Yes, and let me just give people a couple of other websites just to have. If you're interested in the sanctuary city stuff, you can check it out at deportice.org. That's D-E-P-O-R-T-I-C-E dot O-R-G. And the Media Alliance website is at media-alliance.org. Beautiful. All right. As, hey, Tracy, so good to be talking to you and putting it all around the planet on the Internet. And here we be. And what I say is documented, undocumented, I don't really care. Here we are. Um, yeah, this, this, this is originally a Lomi land. The Lomi people lived here for 10,000 years. And uh, here we are. And this land originally belonged, belonged uh, then, uh, then at that next point, it belonged to Mexico. So who's, uh, who's complaining? Here we are. Let's get together. Take down the walls. Open the doors. Get rid of the borders, too. Families, bands, tribes, communities, collectives. I believe in that. But border is just a line on their map. All right. You are listening to the Common Thread Collective here on Mutiny Radio.fm. We are sponsored by uh, Media Alliance. They, they, they help us uh, al- allow you to make donations to Mutiny Radio or on behalf of the Common Thread Collective, and it's tax deductible. And you're helping not only Mutiny Radio and Common Thread Collective, but also Media Alliance to do all the amazing work um, that they are doing. So uh, thank you, Tracy Rosenberg, for all of that. Um, so I'm going to play a little more music for you from, well, you know, the Troublemakers Union. Past India. 
getting over England and France, cause she sees California. Seek something, new thing, freedom dreams, California screaming. Seek something, new thing, lost angels learning a new thing, a new black thing. Mountains meet the sea, and we see each other. At least one brother, teacher, lover, hater, unhealthy. Tried and tried and got tired of it. Tired of egotistical bull inside a human movement. Sick and tired of egotistical bull inside a human movement. Had to head north, rise up. The marriage idea was not working. Had to escape north, fist up, fight back. At their own biz. Rise and roll and reading. Ride on, ride on tang. Oaktown lovers and married voices. I knew where I was going. Not ladies, only women. Not ladies, only women. Sisters, singers, sinners, shouters. Lord, 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 Audrey.
just relatives, relations, sisters, brothers, others, getting well, getting sick of that. We stick together. We stick together. Own our own weaknesses. Own our own strengths. We do not give up. Will not give up. That dream. Will not give up that dream. Just please make sure my grave's kept clean. and unbalanced on Valencia who's really welcome where are we where were we on Valencia Are we? 
right here, right now. You're listening to the Common Thread Collective here on MutinyRadio.fm. That was some more music from the Troublemakers Union. I'm Global Val, sitting here with Diamond Dave and our friend DJ Rubble. DJ Rubble uh, hails from Berkeley Liberation Radio, I believe. I'm saying that correctly. Uh, but has a, is, is a frequent visitor and, and part of, not a visitor, but a participant in the Common Thread Collective here at Mutiny Radio. So uh, welcome back. Yeah, hi, how you doing? We're well, doing well. Yeah, I was reading Allen Ginsberg's Fall of America out in the lobby. I found this is a good place to read it. But I do have um, some um, information on Proposition F. A lot of people probably voted. Uh, others may still need to vote. But this is, this, is got, this is making a broad political statement, too. In essence, according to the literature out on the ballot, voting yes for Proposition F is a vote in favor of providing legal representation funded by the city for any residential tenant facing an eviction lawsuit. A no vote is a vote against providing legal representation funded by the city for any residential tenant facing an eviction lawsuit. So this is on the June ballot. If you haven't voted yet, you want to vote for Proposition F. If you have, you want to understand the significance of this whole thing is that the there's no means test for this. There's no partial representation. Everybody who's facing an eviction, whatever qualifies as an eviction in this ballot, has to have legal representation provided for that and paid eviction. for by the city. This is a San Francisco proposition. Proposition yeah, now, F, the right to counsel. Right now, technically, New York has been the first one to get it through the ballot box, but that one is only for people fifty thousand dollars or less in a family of four. So mm. it's for low and ultra low people. But it's also a phase-in period where it hasn't even been implemented yet for, for a few more years. But this one would be broader because if they had it here, you know, just for low and ultra-low people, that would be protecting the people mostly in poverty. But this protects everybody. Right. So, I mean, even just your, your one toke over the line in, in New York uh, doesn't make you that much richer or that, or, um, that much more able to, uh, um, you know, face eviction or even pay for a lawyer to to uh to uh, come up against that eviction notice right the truth is that i'm working with people who are getting evicted all the time ultra impoverished people and then i've been working with a group called eviction free san francisco which oh, yeah. is inactive right now we're helping people fighting evictions with non-legal means so story after story after story, but while the city government tries to pass some protections they can get through for renters, the reality is the courts have just turned into an eviction mill for these big real estate companies. They come in with templates of eviction notices and people would have to pay $300 an hour or more to get a commercial lawyer there and it's getting so bad the lawyers don't even want to do it anymore. So just on the face of that, the rate of 
eviction proceedings going against the tenants who might try to represent themselves or just flee is going to increase because, like I said, they're not even following the law because the and court isn't able to do it. Go my ahead. My guess would be that the landlords will think twice before they do it, knowing that there's going to be a lawyer on the other side. But think twice before knowing that there'll be a lawyer on the other side. That's true. Right. So that will, that will just automatically make sure it become a different... Well, and is it the public defender's office that the lawyers will be coming through? Um, it doesn't specify. I, do, I don't believe it specifies it yeah. how it's going to be implemented. And Val says... There's no specific funding in the yeah. There's no there's no bill. funding source in the bill either. So basically, this is as you said. It's very it's broad. Um, it doesn't have a means test. It sets um, the the precedent and the and the the law um, that the city would have to find a way to make this possible. Right in fighting these things, um, eviction free San Francisco and that kind of a thing is. You actually fight it on your own sort of economic grounds by throwing more and more complications into the landlord's plan. In other words, if there's civil disobedience, if there's legal actions or whatever, the evicting party starts to feel a little bit the same as what the being evicted party has. The being evicted party immediately gets sick starts worrying about everything, their future's unclear, and if the same thing starts happening to the evictor, some of them fall apart and crumble, but in other cases, they just do it less frequently because it's not as convenient. So there's, um, um, it's the same with Ellis Acts. They're not coming out as much because they've gotten so much scrutiny on them. Um, they evict in other ways, but this is a clear way to cut down on some of their economic incentives just to run these things through. Yeah, absolutely, because um, they wouldn't be um, most of the time they, you know, they wouldn't be evicting people if it weren't to make more money. And so, um, you know, if you're uh, if you're a, one of these, especially if you're one of these big, you know, real estate. Um, you know, renters, uh, these big, what do we call them? What were you calling them earlier? Mon the monsters? The, uh, I didn't hear didn't, the term. I, I thought I heard you say them, something. But it was these speculators. Right, right. You know, that's what's going on over the whole country is national real estate interests are taking over these elections and just designing the cities in the way they want them. And, it's a template, and people who don't look as deeply into it just think, well, this is New York and San Francisco, but it's just that we're at the top of the chain. It's going on all over the place. So what we're fighting is sort of amorphous, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Anyone and the landlords are not even people. They're like LLC corporations, and you've got this little thuggish management company that's like your boss. So when you start 
trying to, you know, in the past, there was an actual landlord a lot of times behind these things. But there aren't. There's corporations. I've had it myself in my building. It's been turned over 10 times. They tried to do phony fault evictions. Oh, yeah. Is, there's this little management company, and they're either thuggish or they're just cookie cutter, depending on what the LLC corporation wants. But they're not making any independent decisions. And then there's a lawyer on the other end. If you try to appeal for any rights, you start getting all these legalistic eviction notices and things like that. So it's almost like, what are you fighting? But if you're in court with a lawyer, then, you know, then you're, you're sort of putting it back on them to prove. Prove that they, that they have some sort of uh, legal um, grounds for, for evicting you. And I think it's a really good, uh, you know, I, I think it's good to pay attention to, you know, we're talking about these big real estate speculators um, who, you know, have so much property here in San Francisco and, and around the country that are growing. Um, but also, I think this law probably, or this proposition, Proposition F, um, it probably scares the, the actual small, um, you know, people who own, you know, maybe one or two buildings, maybe they own one building that they rent out, you know, the smaller time landlords, Um but in, in those cases, then you have, that's why the Ellis Act exists. It's supposed to be there in a place to help protect landlords who want to get out of the landlord business. You know, if your uncle owns a second building and he's like, I'm retiring, I want to sell this, that is a legitimate Ellis Act eviction. But these speculators are coming in telling Uncle Joe, hey, you want to sell this place? Um, we want to get in there, right? And so there's like a lot of like shady dealings and abuse of, of the laws that exist to protect landlords. Um, but we're seeing the abuse on this larger scale of these um, big corporate LLC entities who are just here to, to make money. And so, and so, in essence, the small landlord flips the building to one of these corporations because they're not making a lot of money out of it. All of that is definitely, um, and I just want to cut to this. Here's the, uh, the, the League of Pistol Voters uh, Guide, and it's a Proposition F. Hell yes. This would guarantee any city resident facing eviction the right to an attorney. Boom, there it is. Now, there's a second hell yes there. Well, thanks for bringing this to our attention. We're going to continue to talk about it. That's, and there's a second hell, uh, hell yes right after, which is Proposition G, which will be a personal tax to give teachers a raise. Public school teachers are brought in a hell of the real event states have had enough. Public school teachers around the U.S. have had enough in a hell of red states. We see them in places like Oklahoma and Kentucky. They're walking out. They're in unity. But this would uh, have a personal tax. Are you ta- you're talking about Prop G now, right? Yeah, I'm We've had Prop F. Oh, well, yes. I, I, I have one more note about Prop F okay, because I, I got, okay, I think I misspoke for uh, a moment because the phone was ringing and I got distracted. Um, uh, just in the, in the, note of the Ellis Act evictions. It's not that the speculators are trying to pay off landlords to kick people out. It's just that the speculators will come in, buy the property, and then kick people out under these faulty um, Ellis Act claims. I just wanted to correct Thank correct you. my statement a little bit there because no I got distracted. Knowing it's unlikely that the evicted party is able to afford a lawyer to get a lawyer because uh, to, but uh, this will change the ballgame this will bring up us all on the same page because I'll, I'll just read the sentence again. This will guarantee, this will guarantee any 
This will guarantee any city resident facing eviction the right to an attorney. There it is. It lays it right down yep. there. Proposition right. F. And I believe the League of Piss Off Voters guide that you're reading, uh, as they make their recommendations, they say F yes. Hell yes. No, they don't <laughs> say They say hell yes. There's um, there's literature drop tomorrow. Um, this, I'm getting a lot of stuff from the campaign. They feel like they're, this is this is going to go one way or to another. It's like down to the wire. It's really hard. So. You can't figure out how to get to the people who haven't voted yet compared to what they have. But what they're doing tomorrow is trying to get to more of the upscale voters. They feel like there's a lot of like own property owners, people who own their property that might be reflexively against it and want to convince them. Right. While other renters they're for it but there's um get together at coal valley which is you know right by the hay it's at stanion and waller at 11 o'clock tomorrow there's going to be literature drops and maybe door knocking around targeted areas to get some of this um information out i think we've got about two more weeks until this yeah not but barely i mean we're yeah about a week and a half out i guess um, that not this coming tuesday but the following tuesday is june 5th so, we so have about a week fr- and a half yeah you say so Val, we have another friday coming up we do and we've uh, you've invited uh, all the candidates that are running running with nancy pelosi am i right i have and perhaps others we've come to let's devote as much as we can we have three hours with uh, with musical interviews intervals and to this will be our uh, let's move down to the wires program, down to the wires down to the, the wire thread. on the common thread. I like it's that. Good. Well, I've, these things, um, um, as you know, Val, these things emerge spontaneously from my mind. Spontaneously from my mind. I'm always surprised to hear what. Um, did I just say that? I just said it. Down to the wire on the common thread collective next Friday. All candidates, supporters, whoever are invited to talk about who they are and how we can do more together than any of us can do uh, do on our own. We had Tracy uh, call earlier, the Media Alliance, and she really laid it out as far as uh, some of the things that are happening. The rest you can figure out from what Tracy said, having to do with the media neutrality, having to do with ICE, and the rest will, will emerge. But we better get together, and this is the first big election for us going up to 2018, which will be uh, to replace enough of the Congress Enough in the Senate, so that uh, so that the the, the the what what is the table has been turned in the direction of the people, in the direction of the oasis, in the direction of the women, and as I said, women in the, in the direction of the community, women stepping up. That's DJ Diamond Dave right now with his with his phone jingle. I uh, have something before I get off. Yeah, I'm please. trying to um, see if I can sound control. I'm pulling up some of my old audio from People's Park demonstrations because they just think they're rolling over the real estate there and that that's a reason to pull that piece of ground out of there. But I have one of Diamond Dave giving a... Um, talk at the 2014 People's Park demonstration and he had this 60s rock band I had never heard of because I wasn't there that someone called Sop with Camel. Sop with Camel. The sound system 
my recording is solid, but the sound system that was playing it was cutting in and out. Mm. Trying to see. I want to give it to him. I know, so I know how that goes. I know he's <laughs> archiving a lot of what he did, but I have that one because um, I'm trying to archive for the station over there some of the audio I got around the People's Park demonstration because a lot of us are just, uh, you know, outraged yeah. at. It's not just that it's the People's Park from 1969, the reason why it's a magnet for homeless people and that they're alleging crime numbers, it's literally the only open green space right? anywhere near around in Berkeley and gets inconvenient. It's about the only place that anybody can congregate that's got green under it, you know, it's not a commercial space, and right. so they surrounded think by campus buildings and commercial buildings and housing. Right, they've already decided yeah. in the press that it's gone and people can't right. fight it because they're alleging to do this and do that. And that's the I immediately am seeing now that I'm back around there is that a lot of people are saying they're not going to get that. Yeah. Well, there. it's always a to uh, remains to be seen uh, kind of situation. Exactly. And I remember the last time it seemed similar to it seemed like a losing fight. Uh, they, they wanted to do the same thing they're doing now, build campus housing, student housing, and all that. It's like a total rerun of the last time. And you say you have uh, some words of me at that time talking about just this? Um, yeah, and you were also introducing a band called Sop With Camel. Oh, I don't know anything well, they, about that they band. They were one of the great bands of that 60s spirit with Sop With Camel. Maybe we can find it. It's a good way to go out. Uh, but they were definitely, uh, they definitely had their time. Uh, just like I'm an old hippie, they were an old hippie band, Sop With Camel. Right, but you seem to have a clear statement as to what People's Park was and why everybody was out there, and it was as clear as day. If I well, can get the audio picked up a little. Well, if I can get help, I get back. I have to become more mobile with my mobility. I'll get back and and uh, get back and make another uh, some uh, uh, share some more words about today. Uh, but if you have, well, blah blah blah. Well, hey, uh, Rubble, Rubble, so good to have you. So good to keep it up and uh, and to remind us that next week. Well, I will. I, will, I do want to mention uh, before we roll off that I have the I have the pissed off voters guide, and as I said, there's a right to counsel that guarantee any city resident facing eviction. But I guess it doesn't say how this is going to be paid for. Paid for. Right. There's nothing. Yeah. There's nothing in the bill that that cites the funding source for this. It Once would just again. be uh, that the city of San Francisco would have to find a funding source for this. And they specifically it, did that to, of course they to did. keep away um, to a lot of excuses not to do it. Exactly. In other words, to figure out how to do it if it passes. Good and, point. And that's hell yes. Good point. They, they, they say hell yes, and right under is Prop G, another, the only other hell yes, and this is for public school teachers, and uh, and this is, uh, we're only, well, I'll check before they go, if, if voters pass the parcel tax, and, uh, the, and this will be a parcel tax on the wealthy, seniors are exempt, so fixed income grandmas won't be affected, and landlords cannot pass this tax through the tenants. And this is another hell yes to give teachers in, a raise. In theory. So let's give, give teachers a raise. Glad we'll give them a chance to uh, stay in San Francisco without eviction. 
uh, without eviction or a, a lawyer, at least beside them, when they fight that eviction, the teachers will. And that's right, teachers are rising up throughout the red states, and soon it will come right here to San Francisco, the greenest of the green. Well, hey, Val. Yeah. I think we've had another uh, amazing and interesting uh, show. Yeah. Thanks to everybody who came. And Tracy Rosenberg, thanks for calling. I hope we can call on you. As, as, as time rolls on and we get closer to 2018 as we build this movement called The Resistance. Closer yeah, good. We'll November. keep it up. I'm, Thanks, I'm DJ Rubble. And running to. back towards where I came from. Right, right on, DJ Rubble. Thanks so much for staying on the pulse of things and coming in to share with our audience and, and people out there who are listening to the Common Thread Collective on mutinyradio.fm. Uh, remember, our podcasts are also available as a free podcast on iTunes. And um, if you want to get some of the um, links, direct links to the different interviews that we've had here on the Common Thread Collective and also that I've conducted as part of Women's Magazine, check out my website, globalval.blogspot.com, and you can click and listen to all the different shows where we've interviewed uh, candidates for mayor, Amy Weiss, Angela Aliotto, London Breed. We've interviewed candidate for um, governor, the Green Party uh, governor uh, candidate, Josh Jones. We've interviewed three different candidates for uh District 12 House of Representatives running against Nancy Pelosi, Shahid Buttar, who's having um, a rally and party at Brick and Mortar tonight um, from 7 till about 1 in the morning. Um, we've interviewed Barry Hermanson, who's also running for District 12 on the Green Party ticket. And we've uh, interviewed Ryan Kojaste, who himself is yet to graduate law school, um, but a, a very impassioned and well-spoken uh young man who um, is running for District 12 as well in the House of Representatives. Um, the three of them, at least, uh, we hope will be here next Friday, June 1st, uh, so we can have a candidates forum for them to really talk about their campaigns and why they're running against Nancy Pelosi and what their priorities are. Um, but we're also opening that up to other candidates. Perhaps Amy Weiss would like to come back. Um, she's kind of a well, she she pretty much announced her candidacy for mayor in 2015 right here on the show. Um, so, um, you know, uh, and also I've, I've, I've done a dedicated a couple episodes of women's magazine to going through all the local propositions and the California propositions. So check out globalval.blogspot.com and you can find all of those shows, uh, direct links to that. So I don't have to tell you all the dates. You'll see them right there. Um, so, Dave, is uh, Chris Cook coming? Uh, calling? Uh, he, if he hasn't now, I don't. And I have. Okay. Uh, I have to leave at four fifty. I know you do. And actually, Joan Rivard is going to be giving us a call in about five minutes. So the time is four forty here on the uh, Common Thread Collective. We're going to have uh, what? What was my catchword, catchphrase for next Friday? Which will be down to the wire. Down to the wire on the Common Thread. Down, down to the wire on the Common Thread. That's right. <laughs> So I'll, I'll give Chris another text and say this will be. He wants. Uh, I know he wants a chance to have his have his share his thoughts as we, as we're down to the wire. So I'll see if we can get his uh, his analysis. Which uh, he's a lives to do. The man lives to do research and help figure things out. So I think we uh, we I think we can do that. Right, and we can at least. Uh uh, give him a little bit more of a shout out. He Christopher Cook writes for the Progressive Magazine. He's been our guest on the show uh, several times before, and um, 
we hope you will be again, whether it's today or some other day. Uh, but definitely, um, I hope you're out there getting ready to vote. Re- read those uh, voter guides carefully. Uh, talk to other people. Engage in conversation. Ask those questions. And remember, you know, voting can be a little overwhelming, especially in California and San Francisco, when we have tons of propositions on the ballot and all these people running. And it seems like a mountain of information to get through. Um, however, um, this is a June election, so there's actually fewer propositions uh, than normal. Uh, in San Francisco, we have props A through I, so that's only nine. Um, we also have a regional measure three, which is um, a transportation measure th- that would, if it passes in nine by in the na- nine Bay Area counties, will uh, fund various uh, transportation projects over the next several years by raising bridge tolls on state bridges. Um, over the next three years, uh, $1 at a time, folks. Um, that's regional measure three. And then state of California, we only have five uh, propositions on the ballot this time. So you should be able to digest a little bit of that uh, before you go to the polls in a week and a half. Um, yeah, do, 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 do some homework. And, and also, if you don't really know, if you don't feel like you really understand something enough to vote on it, it's okay if you go to the ballot box and say, you know what, I just am not informed enough, or I'm not really sure how I feel about this particular one. I don't need to vote on this particular proposition, but there's this other proposition that I really feel strongly about. So, you know, get get on board with a couple of different ones. Maybe you feel strongly for or against them and vote for those. It's not to say that you have to cast a vote for everything. You know, don't, don't just like... It's not like a multiple choice test where you have a good chance of getting an extra point just if you answer the question you don't understand. It's different, all right? Just if you don't know and you're really not sure about it, don't cast your vote. I'll say that right now. It's okay to not vote on every single measure if you really feel like you have not been able to make a decision. So, um, but I do encourage you to try. And the next week, which will be the first Friday after the election, we'll go bring a few folks in and have an election analysis. In other words, a little, what oh, does it all mean and where do we go from here? A little election decompression. Exactly. Ah, I'm going to need it. Here's some music from the Troublemakers Union, because this is our new uh, favorite band that we like to play. Jorge Molina uh, is part of the... Of, this crew, um, the album I've been playing music off of all day here today is called Fight Back. Well, it's so good. And here's what we like to call one of our new unof- uh, official unofficial theme songs, the anti-fascist funk. Show up, man, for human rights. Just wake up, show up, man, for human rights. 
Stop stepping when you're fighting fascism. Can't be no half stepping. Do we want to whine or do we want to win? Do we want to whine or do we want to win? Moral, emotional, global pollution. You already know the real solution. But liberals, all liberals, are scared of revolution. Don't let the greedy take over. Don't let sexism recover. Don't let racism take cover. Love, love, love all your sisters and brothers. The enemy is greed. Love and unity is really what the people need. The enemy is arrogance. The enemy is greed. Love and unity is really what the people need. Join us for love and fun. Love and fun. Love and fun. The Troublemakers, help us save the world. The Troublemakers Union, such a cool tune. Uh, the anti-fascist funk, gotta love it. 
Thanks, Jorge Molina, for bringing this and putting it into my hands. Uh, you're listening to the Common Thread Collective here on MutinyRadio.fm. I'm Global Val. Um, and like I said, Jorge Molina came and put the CD in my hands and I play it all the time. If you have are listening out there and you have some music that you'd like to be played as part of our show, send it to me and I will play it. It's a promise uh, here at... And you can mail in your CD um, or you can get in touch with me via Facebook and say, hey, how do I do this? And um, you can send me a, you know, your electronic MP3 file or a link to your music page, your band camp or whatever. Um, but if you want to send your CD to Mutiny Radio, the address is Mutiny Radio. Attention, Global Val. Um, 2781. 21st Street, San Francisco, California, 94110. Oh, yeah. So um, feel free to do so. I have literally had the mail carrier show up in the middle of a show, hand me a package. I open it up and say, oh, yeah, let's play this. So it could happen to you. And we've got a lot of people out there listening. Thank you out there for listening to our shows, our shows, Common Thread and Women's Magazine. So I'm joined in studio. I've got, we've got two guests. Dave, Dave has shuffled off. He's getting a free ride home. So God bless him. Um, I've got, we've got EK Keith in studio. Hey, EK. Hey, Val. How are you? Really good. Nice to see you. You're glowing here. And I know on the other end of the phone line, we also have uh, Joan Rivard, who's also glowing, I'm sure. Hi, Joan. Oh, I sure am. When I think about you guys, boy, I miss you so much, all of you. <laughs> I'm kind of far away traveling. Um, yes, uh, I have a piece here about the event that you and Mona Lisa and probably some other people, too, put together in the park. Oh, um, Peace in the Park. Yes, Peace in the Park. I can read that. And do I have time for one or two? Um. Probably two. Why don't we start with one, and then, okay. um, and yeah, we'll probably have time for two. Okay, well, the other one's about uh, uh, Diamond Date. Is he there today? He was. He actually just uh, left. He gets, um, oh. sometimes he can get a free ride home from this organization called Little Brothers oh, Friends of the Elderly, but yeah. um, but it has to happen before 5 o'clock, so oh, uh, since right. I couldn't well, take him I'll home today. Some time, then I'll read this piece in the park, and maybe I'll find a different one to read. All right. <clears throat> piece in the park. I, and it's about Hate Street and everything that goes on there. It's about a few other people, too. It says, I keep running into powerful women who own businesses and make things happen around here on Hate Street. There's Sunshine Sunny Powers, who owns Love on Hate, Jesse Kachlinger with the Red Vic, and the women who created Love of Ganesha and Tibetan Gift. Linda Kelly wrote Deadheads and is the moving force behind the Hate Street voice. The publication features articles about and by local artists and writers, including interviews of the house free, telling their stories and displaying their art. The first page had a quote by 60s icon Stanley Mouse. He says, the 60s were a portal to an inner dimensional universe and possibly a door to parallel worlds. We, are, we were explorers of inner space. The psychedelic experience was a shortcut to God. One dynamic woman who very much impressed me was Mona Lisa, whom I'd met at Mutiny Radio. She's an attorney, and I'm told that at one time she 
did a lot in the National Organization for Women. She put on Peace in the Park, one of the few Summer of Love commemorative events that made it past the bureaucrats. It was at the Bandshell at Golden Gate Park and featured speakers, performers, and bands, and booths with vegetarian food only. The crowd seemed very moved when they participated in a silent prayer for peace that was happening, happening simultaneously all around the world. Mona Lisa was incredibly beautiful in a blue butterfly costume and flowing skirts and a wreath of fresh flowers crowning her long brown hair. I thought she was pretty before, but on this day she took my breath away. Wearing her usual sweet, mysterious smile that was like the other Mona Lisa's, she was the master of ceremonies, along with Valerie, the host of Global Valerie, I want to put in there, the host of Mutiny Radio. She, too, looked absolutely gorgeous in a butterfly costume that looked like a monarch butterfly, also with flowing clothes and flowers in her hair. Together, next to the timeless-looking large stone pillars of the bandstand, they looked like they'd just come through a time warp from classical times or some other dimension. There was an earth dance, and Wavy Gravy was there. Most spectacular was a parade of giant puppets on stilts that circled through and around the event, waving large, sheer, rainbow-colored banners. The puppets' papier-mâché heads were beautiful, not scary and not cartoon characters. They were dressed in brightly colored flowing clothes. The people on stilts who carried them underneath walked them gracefully, moving their hands with long sticks. It was the stuff dreams are made of. When the show was over, the band called out, Love and Light to the crowd. And that's that one. Joan Rivard, that was so That was so lovely. That was so exciting that... The description of that day, um, I, that was September, uh, I think it was September 23rd or something last year, 2017. And it was really, for me, among uh, uh, you know other exciting things happening all, all over the place, that was like my favorite day of, of 2017. Um, so thank you for, oh. for capturing that and so beautifully with your words and your description and that, that's very special. Thank you so much. And I can't wait oh, to share good. that with Mona Lisa. Um, yeah, yeah. I'd be happy to and also, send her one. And also with Sunshine Powers. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. All these wonderful people I really miss. Uh, that, do you want to hear another one? Do we have time? Yeah, we have time for another one. Okay. This one is about the street kids. And uh, it's just a random one in my book, uh, which is going to be coming out piece. Peace Drums, Woodstock's Vision Now from Haight-Ashbury and Beyond. I'm right now in the process of uh, plowing through lots of offers from publishers and agents. Not offers, but, you know, requests for more material. So I'm sending that out, and I've got three books going going out. So this is the one about um, the, the young people that live in Golden Gate Park. Actually, these were on the sidewalk next to... Uh, McDonald's, <laughs> married in tie-dye. A couple named Ch- Cherry and Sideshow stood outside McDonald's with a cardboard sign that said, Just Food. They had three dogs with them, two chihuahuas and a beautiful golden chow coyote mix that looked like a fox wearing a bandana with silk flowers sewn on, silk flowers. 
while double-decker buses and cars roared by, the couple told me their story. Cherry had just found out that morning that she'd lost her baby for good that had been taken by the state in Arizona. The hospital had called her to come and get her daughter when the baby had already been gone for an hour, adopted out. When the authorities had decided to take the baby, Cherry said they didn't even inspect the nice house we had. I didn't ask whether they lost their stuff for just their baby for just being poor, but I'm sure it was one of those two, either uh, some small thing or being poor. They'd just gotten married after being best friends for years. She said they'd saved each other's lives. She was pregnant, and they were on their way to Oregon to have the baby. Never again in Arizona, she said. Worst place for losing babies. She said police headquarters there are each full of about 40 babies. The police officers watch them at night. This is the punishment for not playing the corporate game. They take away your baby as soon as it's born and put it in the hands of strangers. It's one of the worst penalties that enslavers devise. They were both very excited about their wedding. They'd been married in tie-dye. Sideshow told me about getting the license five minutes before closing time and getting married in a park by a friend who was an ordained minister. Both said they'd never fight. You could see they were both madly in love. I gave them a little money, and he went into McDonald's to get a couple of cheap sandwiches. She went on telling me the story, her face all lit up as she talked about him. She said they saved each other's lives. She said that when she first met him, he was sitting next to a lake and about to shoot himself. She'd gone up to him and asked him why he had a gun. She said she'd asked him, where are you sleeping tonight? And he'd answered, next to you. And that's how it started. He'd thrown the gun into the lake. She said several times that she couldn't find a better man. She rejoiced happily that she'd overheard him telling some friends, I have an old lady who lets me be me, who doesn't hassle me. I've got some badass old lady, he said. So that's it. It's a little more personal than I anticipated. I just kind of randomly picked that one, but I hope you, you liked it. Yeah, that was that was a pretty powerful one. I mean, to have the, you know, the stories that they were telling you, but... Um, you know, those are their stories, and you you carried those stories forward in rather vivid detail. Um, Joan, I, I just I so enjoy your your writing and and your reading of your writing, which is not always easy to do, especially if it's you know more like prose or uh, stories and things. Um, but you you both write beautifully, and you read it you know in in a way that is you know connect, connecting. Uh, the listener, I think, to those to those very moments. Um, so thank you so much for calling in today. Oh, well, I'm very happy to and, and proud to be part of it. Yeah, I really, I really, I really enjoyed listening to both your pieces today, Joan. Oh, we haven't seen you in a while. Website, it's nice to hear you. Peacedrums.org. It's still up there, and uh, hopefully I'm going to fix it up better soon. Peacedrums.org. <laughs> Yeah, peacedrums.org. So a lot of your writing is there, and you're in the process of uh, working uh, through the publishing process. And I can't wait to to hold. I mean, I know you have you've done a lot of printouts and things, but it'll be really exciting to have uh, hold a book in our hands. Yeah, there's going to be a party. I think there should be a party. We can have a party right here at Mutiny Radio. Oh, oh yeah. God, that would be so cool. Hey, <laughs> I better get up there sometime soon. 
Oh, yes, I would love that. I, I'm trying to publish three. You know, like, it's really cool. I, I, I wanted them all to come out at the same time because I've got other books I want to write. Mm. So I'm pretty busy. Gosh, I'm so busy all of a sudden, and it's wonderful. And, you know, I'm hoping to find just the right agent or publisher, but I'm very worried about, you know, losing any autonomy with my writing. I want to be able to be in control and not have them tell me what I can and cannot do and things like that. But I'm going to have to find the middle way. You know, I have, I'm, I'm researching it. Nice. What you can ask for and what you can't ask for, what, what you can't put up with. <laughs> so I'm getting, I'm putting on a business half, which is very uh, unusual for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's going to work out and you're um, an amazing writer and you know, I think you you probably are walking through a cloud of good karma. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> and sure. with each step that you take, whether you're walking or or dancing down the street, um, so we certainly wish you the best and and in in all of that. And you know, when when you're ready, if you want to call in or come in in a different time and talk about that process, because obviously we're here as a you know a place for artists to come. And as you mentioned, putting on that business hat for an artist is something sometimes rather uncomfortable or unusual, uh, so kind of a different realm. So it might be something that people who are part of this Common Thread community would benefit from hearing about what, what you learn through this process. Uh, I know I certainly yeah. would. And I'm sitting here with E.K. Yeah, and sure. she's a writer. And, you know, she, we, we, you know, I think that that would be a really great conversation to have. Maybe we'll do it on Common Thread or we'll do it on Women's Magazine at some point. Yes. In fact, I can tell them exactly how to get published and all kinds of things. I have a, a, an agency that sends it out to lots of uh, lots of uh, agents. I'm looking for the paper. If I can find it, I can tell you what it is. Oh my God, where is it? I have no idea. That's okay. Um, Don't worry. Don't worry about it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'd love to talk about that, and I'm sure I'll have more news by next week because they're coming in fast. I got 200 replies and wow. about oh, 15 wow. requests for material. Fantastic, Joan. Oh, I'm so happy for you. I'm so proud of you. It's yeah. so exciting that you're bringing uh, your beautiful writing and um, the uh, the pictures, so to speak, of San Francisco and the culture that, that exists here to the world. So um, yeah. thank you so much, Joan. Joan Rivard, everybody. And peacedrums.org is where you can read some of her amazing work and more to come out of that. So Joan, just so you know, next Friday here on the Common Thread Collective, we're having a down to the wire on the Common Thread Collective for the upcoming June 5th election. So we're going to have oh. a pretty packed show towards the beginning. But if you do want to call in, right, probably right around this time, um, around five o'clock and, and share a piece, uh, we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll be answering the phone. So, uh, just okay. so you know, but, um, yeah, thank yeah. you so much for calling in. Yes. Actually, I found that phone number. Uh, this is a lady that you send her, well, you don't, you just send her a query, what's called a query. She walks you through it. I, she costs like $380 or something, but man, you really get results. Uh, her name is Jenny. And the and um, the phone number is nine two five three eight five zero six zero eight. I don't see the name of the company, but I've used them twice now, and you know got good results. She sent my stuff to seventeen hundred 
publishers and agents, and and I got that result. So that's what she does. So that's one thing I can tell people how to publish their writing. All right. Go, Ginny, go. A 925 is a California area code. So that's good to know. I'm not sure if it's not the area. I'm not, I don't even know where she is. I'll tell you the truth. <laughs> she hey, me results. hey, if the results are happening, it doesn't matter. She could be an etheric fairy and uh, doing the good work for you. Um, Ginny Graham Scott is her name. All right. Good go, Ginny Graham Scott. Well, thanks so much for calling in, Joan. Um, we're we're gonna we're wrapping up the show a little bit early today. Um, Ek Keith is here. We're gonna close it up in the next few minutes. I'm leaving a bit early today. I'm gonna go see Paul Simon tonight. You are. That's oh, exciting. Good. Oh, that's wonderful. He's on a he's on what is you know allegedly a farewell tour. Oh, I, I mean read about that. He that's is right. you know he's 76, so he's doing the Homeward Bound uh, farewell tour. And a friend of mine, actually Sunshine Powers, who you mentioned in your in your. Uh, first reading there um yeah. she's like you want to go to see paul simon i said yes i do let's go yeah why not oh, that's exciting so, i wrote some nice things about her too how she, beautifully she was dressed and everything yes well you two are both tie-dye queens so <laughs> thank you and you were gorgeous at that event and and so is mona lisa we we want to spread some light and some color and get people excited about wearing bright colors and being beautiful yeah so, Good call. Well, thank you so much again, and maybe we'll hear from you next week. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. E.K. Keith. Hey, Val. In the house. Yeah, I'm excited to be here today. Yeah. Welcome back. Good to see you. Yeah, I know. I've been a little absent lately. It comes and goes and waves. and It sure does. Mm-hmm. I hear you. But man, it's been like an infinite week and, and now Friday is here and we got things to do. Thank God it's Friday. It, indeed. It's Freya's day. Indeed. <laughs> well, you and I, before we jump into your poetry, because oh, yeah. I know you have a couple poems yeah, there. Yeah, we got some fun stuff tonight. Yeah, we do. Want to tell people about it? I've been talking um, all day. Yeah, well... So tonight at Brick and Mortar Music Hall down, um, it's at Mission, it's on Mission at DuBose, Shahid Buttar is having a rally and dance party, and there's going to be bands and spoken word and poetry, and um, if you don't know, Shahid is running for Congress against Nancy Pelosi, and it's pretty exciting. He's got a lot of... um, important perspectives on big issues of our time and I I feel represented I feel that should he get elected I will feel actually represented by an official in like a really significant way like you know how you do that thing where you make the Venn diagram in your mind (laughs) (laughs) of of what you really want and what each candidate is offering in that Venn diagram, that crossover, right? Like, it's, it's like, really, really, like, almost exactly the same. It's kind of exciting. That is so, exciting. That's yeah, statement. the door's at six, so this is at Brick and Mortar Music Hall um, tonight. And the doors are at six. The show starts at seven. It's $12, but no one is turned away for lack of funds. 
And Shahid has pledged not to take money from corporations. So all of his um, campaign funds for printing, which is a huge cost, and things like venue rental and, you know, all the the boring stuff that nobody wants to think about that makes all the things happen. Um, yeah, it's all from regular people. So that's pretty cool. I'm excited about that. Um, yeah. So I'm going to do some poetry. I get to read some political poems, Val. Awesome. Yeah, you know, I love that. I know. I love political poems. I love your political poem. Thanks. So, yeah, I think that, so the um, doors are at six. There's a rally between mm-hmm. seven and eight. It's a get out the vote rally. I'm going to be speaking at part of that. That's good. And then I'm running out the door. And then um, and then I believe the music and the spoken word part starts around eight, between eight and nine or eight and ten. And then Shahid, not only is he, uh, you know, a, a Stanford trained constitutional lawyer and um, Electronic Frontier Foundation um, exec uh, who's on leave right now so he can run for Congress. Um, But he's also a DJ and uh, a poet. So he's going to be DJing part of the zone campaign party. Um, Hopefully he'll do some poetry too because he's pretty radical poetry. He's thoughtful and brilliant and has an awesome perspective and he's a great performer but it's backed up by a lot of substance you know it is dude's got creds and he's been a guest here on on uh the common thread collective um three times now um and uh, if you want links to those interviews you can check out globalval.blogspot.com and it's the first page there it's all my election season coverage um scroll down to the photo section that says uh, candidates for U.S. Congress and there there he will be and you can click on and I've marked what time it is on the podcast so you can go straight to it. Now Val you know it occurs to me that this is the primary although it's not everything but right this is just the beginning of your election season coverage. I know. Thank you, EK. I, I, <laughs> I, you're absolutely like, right. November is coming. Oh, you read my mind this the other day that, that really actually, you know, kind of sunk in for me. I'm like, you know, I'm working up till June, election season coverage 2018, which the big one happens in November. <laughs> yeah. So it's like the year of elections gonna, coverage. So it is and, working on it, trying to get and, people in to speak for themselves, you know? Yeah. It's been pretty cool. We've, we've heard a lot of, a lot of interesting candidates and perspectives. And, uh, you know, I really like that you are giving people a chance to speak for themselves and let everybody listen and take away you know, what they take away from that. Like, I think that's, that's an important, um, opportunity that we don't always get. So that's cool, dude. Well, right on. (laughs) So you've got a poem or two or three in front of you. Well, you know, I hear what you have to say poetically. Okay. Well, you know, I read at the library last night, Kim Shuck invited me to do, uh, one of her poem jams, which is Thursdays once a month. And uh, so I picked out some pieces, but, you know, I always do this thing where I bring more poems than I'm going to read or even possibly would read, you know, because I don't like to go over time. I like to be like, you know, 
get in there, do the thing. Like, I don't like to linger. I like it to be nice and tight, right? So, yeah, so I have, like, uh, yeah, I have two pieces I didn't read, but I think I'm only going to read one of them because one of them I read before, you know? So this is what I didn't read at the Palm Jam last night. Nice. Yeah. So I'm going to read it today because it's something I know I haven't read here before. And it's, I think, new. You can't really expect to see a shooting star. But if you go outside, maybe to the backyard by yourself, look up. See the stars that you can see in the city. Catch a star at the side of your eye. It streaks down, so maybe take a drag or two. Make a wish for something good. I won't tell. And here comes two more wishes streaking down the sky. Remember when we were young and wondering if our wishing stars were really Skylab falling? Make a wish anyway, on whatever debris sparkles through the atmosphere. All right. That's right. Don't don't let technicalities get in the way of your dreams. Yeah, I'm saving up I'm saving up the political poems for tonight. I understand. Yeah, I thought I'd, you know, have a balance today. Nice. And you, speaking of um, books and poetry and publishing, yeah. tell us because you are getting published. Yes. E. I'm K. in Keith. a process right now. Okay. Also. So tell us uh, what your book when we will when we can expect your your book out and who's publishing you and what's it called and okay so it's called ordinary villains and it is a collection of poems from like my first 11 years in san francisco it's like the best of the first 11 years um which you know, it's not like a best of album also. It is titled Ordinary Villains. Um, and it deals with themes of love, war, and responsibilities. And it's, uh, you know, there's a lot of characters who wander through. All of them are ordinary villains, you know, like um, litterers and drunk drivers and astronauts and waitresses <laughs> and kind of, you know, depressed superheroes. So I am excited about it. Um, it's coming out in September. Nomadic Press is putting it out and they are based in Oakland. So it's pretty cool. I'm, I keep getting more and more excited about it because, well, it takes a long time. So I get, I'm getting more excited about it as, as I tell people about it and they are very excited about it. And I'm like, oh yeah, this is exciting. It is exciting. But you know, like when the excitement extends over, uh, a, a year or more it like it takes it's a it's a it's a process right yeah a, a long one it's a big it's a big it's worth it yeah and they, it's their books like, are beautiful it's like the gathering of the gas around a shooting star <laughs> as it's you are ek like that thanks val you're 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 quite the star yourself 
You're pretty glittery. I, you know, I, I lost my glitter. I. Oh no. <laughs> no, not in a metaphorical way, but my actual way, like the glitter I got from from Sunny's store on uh, Love on Hate. Oh. I don't know what happened to it, but uh, I know that she'll probably have some in her purse tonight oh, yeah, for sure. So I can be glittered for Paul Simon. Oh, I get to meet Sunshine. That would be cool. Yeah. You've never met her. So yeah, we're, we're casting that wide net. We're finding the common thread. Uh, the common thread today came through the, the words of Joan Rivard. Yeah. Um, painting that beautiful picture of that beautiful day called Peace in the Park where you, that you were at. I was. In fact, it, it really was like, yeah, I remember all of that. Like it, it's, it's, it was a very clear description like of what was going on. Yeah. Yeah, it, she captured the moment. Well, right on. We are capturing so many moments, so <laughs> many hours of content here uh, at Mutiny Radio FM in the Mission District. Um, I've been doing this show regularly since 2011. Oh, Val, I'm proud of you. That's so cool. It was my New Year's resolution, uh, and well, I was kind of starting to come more frequently at the end of 2010 um, because I'd gotten a new job and I had a different schedule. So I had Fridays free, uh, Friday afternoons free. And then I just said, you know what, this is really fulfilling and exciting. And there's so many cool folks to be inspired by uh, that I've never had a New Year's resolution that I've kept before, (laughs) except for this one. And it's a big one. So I said, 2011, I'm going to go every Friday. And who knew that in 2018, I would be sitting here um, still doing it and doing even more and, um, you know, hosting forums for mayors and and Congress representatives and um, all the candidates, as many as we can get, (laughs) as many as want to come. Hey, if you know somebody who's running for office, let us know. Get in touch with me on Facebook. You can find me, uh, put a post on the Common Thread Collective page or women's magazine with global val or yeah we're out there i'm not going to give you my email address but (laughs) or my phone number sorry guys Uh, (laughs) um, but we are going to wrap up here i'll tell you what i'll read a political poem because i'm not going to be reading a poem tonight uh i'm going to be speaking about the importance of voting so check out globalval.blogspot.com i do have another piece on there called are americans giving up on their democracy um, because so many people have, if you look at it over time, um, the number or the percentage of eligible voters who actually vote in major um, federal elections, general elections has like diminished over the like couple hundred years we've been a country. And now it's only something like 50% vote for the president or something. So voting actually does count. Um, Yeah. Uh, you can actually make it count, especially on a local level. Absolutely. Um, That's where really you can actually do the most. Um, So I wrote this poem because Monday is Memorial Day and the clowns, the the dangerous clowns in Washington, D.C. in the White House right now um, and the Department of State um, are just beating the war drums. and uh, it's Memorial Day on Monday, which is supposed to, we when we remember all of the soldiers, uh, the veterans, the soldiers who died in battle um, in one war or another. And um, 
here's my poem called Memorial Day. In a lead up to war, I don't want any more dead soldiers to remember. There have been enough to remind us that it is a horrendous endeavor. No human should have to suffer shock, violence, or any bloody reminders, whether in day or in nightmares. We can't just stand by and stare as profiteers continue to not care about health, wellness, and lost years plaguing another generation. It's time to take the nails out of the coffin, to offer humane solutions, not in the fake promise of someday, but immediately. Put down your arms and open them. Walk into the embrace of a stranger in a strange land. Reach for a hand. Stop handing out contracts and carte blanche to war criminals walking around as CEOs or some sad kingpin of a ghetto trying desperately to stand above. Just love. Yeah, Val. All right, we are wrapping up here at the Common Thread Collective this fine Friday, May 25th, 2018. Oh, boy. Oh, me, oh, my. Thanks for sticking with us. If you're out there listening, rock on. Thanks for doing so. We appreciate the listeners. We do. And (laughs) radio is such an interesting medium because we are sitting in a room, just EK and I right now. Uh, There were a bunch of folks here earlier who've gone Floated away. Floated away. Um, But a sound is floating around the planet on the internet and you're listening. So Yeah. And it matters. Oh, hey. Did you know that the 100th anniversary of radio is coming in 2020? Wow. Yeah. So, I didn't know So, you know, know I that. feel like internet radio is part of radio. Like, it's, it's whether it's broadcast or not, we're still... It's the next generation. Yeah, it's the, you know, it's, it's one of the new m- media... Yeah. For radio, even <laughs> though radio, you know, it's like it's. Yeah. Well, well that's just, cool. We're going to have to have another party for that. Oh, yeah. Big party for radio. <laughs> that's great. Awesome. <laughs> well, we're going to party on, party out here. Uh, and we'll be back next week, June 1st, uh, down to the wire uh, on the Common Thread Collective. Uh, remember even if you miss the deadline to register to vote uh, this is the first time in California where you can actually go and vote on uh, election day so if you have dropped the ball and think you can't participate or procrastinated thinking that if I just don't register I won't have to make any decisions um, too bad you can Uh, do your homework and uh, (laughs) no I'm, I'm I know it's hard I know it's hard to find time and the wherewithal to digest all of that. Um, but definitely don't take your uh, right to vote for granted. That's another 100th anniversary coming up in 2020. Uh, <clears throat> the women winning the right to vote uh, across the country. Um, not that it, some states had already done it before then, uh, but it's still it's still an ongoing struggle. There's still voting rights uh, that are being violated across this country. They're still gerrymandering, carving up districts so that um, you know only certain parties get to represent whole states at times. Um, and uh, just remember that Donald Trump uh, won the Electoral College 
based out of the, the uh, 107,000 votes in three states. So if you don't think uh, your vote counts, think again. I'm Global Val. Peace to you all. Uh, love all around the planet. And uh, yeah, we're having a good time here. And the Troublemakers Union, they always want to sing about it and make us want to dance. So peace, y'all. Um, stay tuned. The uh, comedy happy hour open mic starts at 6 here at Mutiny Radio. 21st in Florida is right at the corner. But you're welcome to come join us on the Common Thread Collective any Friday. Thanks again to Organic Valley and Dr. Bronner's and Media Alliance for sponsoring our show and making it possible for you also to donate on behalf of the Common Thread Collective in a tax-deductible way. So if you check out our website, I'm sorry, on our uh, Facebook page, uh, Common Thread Collective, pinned to the top is that donation link. Uh, we want to keep this party going. Peace, y'all.
freedom is a constant struggle if you want some you got to make trouble freedom is a constant struggle if you want some you got to make trouble we're the troublemakers help us save the world 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 so good it's it's bug out square it's tuesday at six o'clock damn that's loud huh <laughs> kind of scared myself have you seen that vigilante man have you seen that vigilante man have you seen that vigilante man? I've been hearing his name all over the land. Hey, this week on Bug House Square. Well, huge plans, big plans. It's really super complicated, so I can't get into it right now. You just have to just sit back and enjoy. This is Meet Radio. This is Bug House Square. Welcome. A vigilante man Rainy night down in the engine house Sleeping just as still as a mouse Man come along and he chased us out in the rain Was that a vigilante man Stormy days we'd pass the time away Sleeping in some good warm place Man come along and we give him a little race Was that a vigilante man? Preacher Casey was just a working man And he said unite all you working men Killed him in the river some strange man was that a vigilante man Why does a vigilante man Why 
red as a vigilante man carry that sawed off shotgun in his hand would he shoot his brother and sister down I rambled around from town to town I rambled around from town to town and they herded us around like a wild herd of cattle was that the vigilante men have you seen that vigilante man have you seen that vigilante man i've heard his name all over the land
Why are you playing? 